Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast with me, Matt Holt, at Codec Moments on Twitter. And I am nearly alone this week. I say nearly, I only have one other person with me and he's not... He's not the most regular of guests, but you you may may be able to guess who it is. Say hello. All right, it's me again. <laughs> Hi, Stuart. How are you doing? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Four more four more appearances, and I get a I get a rookie badge, don't I? That's what I. That's it's like a McDonald's. It's like a McDonald's server. I'm trying to get my stars. Yeah, it's, it's not a rookie badge. You get a free coffee. That's uh, oh. that's uh, four more appearances. Ten more appearances, and we might spring for a sandwich. Yes, the green room gets better every time. <laughs> so I've asked you to come and join us and kindly chat to us this week because you've done something that I'm massively jealous about, um, if I'm honest. And yeah, it's annoying. It's really annoying. You are really annoying. Thank you. I aim to be. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I just want you to come and tell me all about it. Because you've been and seen early previews of one of the games I'm definitely going to be playing later this year. And you did it in a bit of style. And so, yeah, come on, tell us. What's the game and what have you done? Um, so this week I was invited to play F1 2019. Which is this year's instalment of the F1 game. Odd enough, as the name on the tin says. <laughs> um, and we were tooken, tooken, tooken. We were took to Hamburg in Germany mm. to play it. So it was nice we set and it was inside the most Porsche-orientated museum in the world. So why, um, it, why did they pick Hamburg for the I have, reveal? no idea because it was just literally a Porsche museum yeah well Porsche there was one Audi and there was a few other bits and bobs but there was nothing screaming F1 realistically Um, and it it just didn't it was odd they should have maybe have took us to the McLaren museum which would uh, would have been nice Uh, Mercedes have got a big 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 Super Titan Museum as well in Germany. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Well, they've also got, they've got Ben's World, haven't they, down at uh, Brooklands mm-hmm. in the UK. Is it is it potentially it's anything to do with the fact that Codemasters have just moved offices and maybe weren't quite ready for visitors? Well, I don't know, because as far as I'm aware, if you're talking to the guys, the devs and that, but the new studio, apparently it's up and running and gone full, full pelt, so... Oh, right. I don't know. I don't. I would have thought it would have been quite nice to have it at the actual studio just to actually show people not only the the new game but also like the new facility because it's realistically going to be the the central hub for quite a few licensed racing games. Yeah, moving forward, you know. But anyway, so yes, go on. They took you out to Hamburg. It was a 40, 48 hour whistle stop tour. Four planes later. Good times. Um. It was a kind of standard press event. Uh, we turned up, and uh, the first thing that hit me was there. I've never seen such a, a bank of play seats with Fanatec wheels, which was very nice. Yeah. Uh, they had the F1 chairs, so they're kind of very different from the standard racing rig, uh, and that you kind of you don't so much sit in them as you mount them. Um, <laughs> And obviously, Fanatec wheels are the, the creme de la creme of racing wheels. Um, they also had on consoles, which was quite nice as well. So you could see what it's like to play with a pad, ultimately a lot easier. 
Right. <laughs> was it um was it Xbox and PS4 or were they showing off a particular uh, they were all PC builds at the oh, event, okay. so it was right, doing but they just had the controller element. Yeah, it was yeah. doing that three sixty contro- uh, Xbox One controller trick that oh so many of them do, you know. But no, it was um it was it was a very clean and industrial event. I think that's the the key to it. It was a nice wee briefing uh for the lead designer. Uh, before we we got hands on with it, where he kind of gave us a kind of overview, kind of just what to expect and what's changed, and basically everything that you kind of want to know, you know, before we actually got to mm. play it. So there's quite a few kind of core, no core changes, but more updates um, to the game, to the visuals, to the HUDs, to options as well, bringing in a lot more esports focus and stuff to it. And that okay, they seem to have a they seem to kind of found their groove with that, you know. So um, he was explaining how like the the whole front end, so menus and all that, had a total reworking. And there's going to be like a esports section on the main menu where you can not only take part in tournaments and try and enter to climb a, a tree of skill, uh, mm. like each week it would be, I imagine. But you can also watch the latest rounds and live races from the actual F1 series. Oh, the esports quite, series, should I say. Not the actual F1, but it's it's, it's a clever move because the F1 esports series is quite an entertaining series to watch, you know. It's, it got quite a bit of press towards the back end of last year. Mm-hmm. And, and try and find places to actually watch it. It's usually, you know, YouTube channels, if you can figure out what they are, or the Sky's F1 channel shows or, as well, interestingly enough. Yeah, if you don't subscribe to Sky, it's not, mm. not always an easy thing to get hold of. So it's actually quite nice if you are a fan and you've got the game, there's a way of getting a little bit easier access to that content. That's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I definitely think it's it's a way forward for people, you know. it's it's It seems to be kind of... All of these kind of things have got a really thriving esports side to it. So it's just another bridging point moving forward, you know, whether it be, you could imagine that in something like Mortal Kombat or, or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. COD, just an, an esports option just to, to watch matches and stuff instead of having to troll the net. Other than that, uh, it was a case of there's... The most interesting thing, I think, is they've kind of... For years, they've been locked to the law of the land is the the cars, because they're licensed and stuff, and that they have to be, like, 100% authentic. Yeah. So this year, they've teamed up with a few people in the industry. Uh, Ross Braun's one of them, and they've actually developed for the ground up an actual F1 car, okay. which is a kind of... Which is like a pH neutral car. So the idea behind that is that this car would visibly look as if it fits on the grid, but with this new car, you can actually add your own liveries to it, which is kind of like a new thing they've never had. So customization is going to be part of the actual game. Isn't as deep as what Forza is, which is a bit disappointing, no. but it is the first time. So I think if it does take, they will give you more options in years to come um, and it also it, well as I was going to say it's extended as well with the drivers so you can do your helmet, gloves race suit and boots Okay, and is that in the single player career side of things or is that multiplayer only? I think it's in both oh, okay 
I think so, but I think the idea is round the multiplayer side, especially the esports side. Yeah, is the kind of to make you stand out in the crowd. The kind of you do your car up and you take it to the grid, and you'll be able to spot yourself against other people. Yeah, again, that that makes it, sense because if you're all just picking Mercedes to drive in, you're all twenty silver cars. Quite difficult to uh, to pick one from the other. Yeah. And the fact is, like I say, it's a pH neutral car, so it's not as if you're going to have a, a speed advantage or that yeah. on it, you know, which is, is kind of core as well to, to the kind of fair level playing field. Yeah. Did but, you get to Did you get to race in that one? Did you get to drive that no, one? No, they weren't shown as that. Okay. Um, what What we got games wise was I want to say about six or seven tracks. I only went to Silverstone because <laughs> why? Why? Why would I go anywhere else in the world? Because oh, um, there's much better tracks out there. I like Silverstone, but there are better tracks out there. Uh, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan, Aye, Azerbaijan yeah, yeah. was in it after your comment last time about F one. I made sure. So there was about six or seven tracks. Uh, this year's grid was available, um, which was quite nice, uh, and all your drivers and that. Uh, but that brings us into the next section of the new thing is is the Formula 2000 stuff. Ah, which, yes. This was the exclusive reveal that kind of teased after the last trailer, wasn't it? Yeah. And that's that's bringing in their... Well, the idea is obviously it's a different uh, class. Therefore, it has different rules and regs. So it's a different way of racing, um, mm. which is quite interesting. Um, personally, I'll watch it, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Because it's it's like it's just like it's like Moto Moto uh, Two Moto GP. It's like I watched Moto GP and I could tell you teams and riders and that. I couldn't tell you much about Moto Two. You know what I mean? Same thing yeah. with F One. You know what it, I mean? It is. It's because and they've only just started broadcasting it um, live this year as they've hit the tracks where they're actually doing the F Two rounds as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is one of those. It is quite interesting. I mean, just the fact it's a feature race and a sprint race makes it almost a different beast in terms of race weekends and when they do the practice qualifying etc it's uh, reverse grids the the lot it's it's something new to learn and could actually spice up the whole f1 game because it, well, it does give you that distraction plus there are a, a kind of a bit lowered in the power range as well which mm. brings in its own kind of elements to the other thing as well is that it's as as it's, it's been proven is uh, F2000 is a, a natural progression in F1, so the career will see you start in F2 and yeah. then proceed up. Um, I think they showed as a stat, and I think it's like there's about eight drivers just now in the actual F1 grid that have had roots, dealings, or progressed from F2 yeah, into the yeah. F1. So I mean, you've, it, got, it, you've got the three, um, three new guys this year. It's George Russell, Lando Norris, and Alexander Albon. All mm. have come from F two from last year, uh, mm. and yeah, yeah, you, you've you've had that feed in for for quite a while. That the lower formulas are, are supporting that development. Mm-hmm. So it's a nice it's a nice kind of lengthens or adds a bit of depth to the the actual main campaign, if you would. Plus the fact uh, that the at the event it was only the. 2018 grid that was playable and at launch I think it's going to be just the 2018 grid but the 2019 grid is going to get updated for free a few weeks after launch so that's that's quite good as well yeah yeah I don't, I don't so uh, we've had a, a bit of a fact sheet 
chucked out today, giving us a bit more detail on it, and that's it, isn't it? It is the 2008 season is there to begin with, and you sort of read that and you think, oh, well, am I getting a bit gypped? But mm. the fact they are bringing the 2019 one in as a free update is is great. It it does make me wonder why it's not there at launch. I I can't quite figure it out, and I don't know if it's you just a time scale thing. I'm beginning to wonder: is it a time scale thing? Because the the big thing about the F1 game this year is it's coming out much earlier. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'd always prefer to have them at the beginning of a season, and I think once upon a time we used to get them. But actually, the quality you end up with for it being about halfway through when they've made a lot of tweaks and everything else is is decent. But we're getting it at the end of June. The 28th is the standard release, but the legendary edition is a couple of days earlier. Mm. And I wonder if that's the reason. It's just they've, they've committed, we're going to get the F1 game out at this point. We've got the base F2 in already. We just need to make the tweaks for the 2019. Yeah. Could be that. Yeah, but then you think if you're going to do F- the F2 stuff, you would start with this year's. If you've got the F1 in this year, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a bit of a strange one, but at least it gives you options because obviously there'll be a variation between uh, drivers as well, which yeah. is quite, it's, it's always quite fun, just mere drivers and stuff, you know? Yeah. But that was the kind of other big thing they showed. They showed was was that is because they made a big thing about it being the first time that that's been done within the actual series. The other side of that is the uh, rival stuff, um, which okay is it, it comes in kind of a number of ways or the number of ways that they're pitching it. So in the campaign, there'll be you know how they do the press conferences and stuff and that. Yeah, uh, that's a hangover for last year's. Well, they return, but in this one, you're going to have a kind of a protagonist and an antagonist and that there'll be two guys in the pits and one will be kind of pro you and one will be kind of negative you really? and depending on how you're racing the, the, the track will reflect how they are so uh, the, what they showed us was this guy comes out of 10 and he's like you're you're racing ragged and you're, you're, you're playing like a rookie maybe you should stay in F2 next season <laughs> and then you walk down the paddock a bit and the pro guy comes out and he goes no no don't listen to him he's this and he's that do you know what I mean so it's kind of like it adds that kind of that kind of key hump as the rivalry which then translates into, which is going to be DLC, but is the Senna and Pro stuff. But yeah, I kind of, uh, the Senna and Pro stuff's re- really interesting. I, I played a wee bit of it as well. You could play one preset challenge. There's eight preset challenges on it. I played yep. one of them, which was, but they're through historical moments in their in the career or in the, the battle between them. Um, and it was to overtake... 10 guys, it was basically to win a race by overtaking 10 guys in under 5 minutes um, at Monza, I think and it was uh, it was pretty, it was, it was good, but you're, obviously you're racing in more historical cars, you know uh, and it's a case of it kind of, it lets you play both scenarios, so you can play Senna mm. or Prost but it, it feels a bit odd I get the point, like they're the two poster guys but it would have been nice for them to include other historical rivalries through the decades. Is that is that something that we're going to see an iterative approach on over the next few years with the releases that rather than do it as DLC all at once in one uh, one like 2019 version we'll get like Schumacher and Hill for the 2020 game mm. Mansell and 
Well, that's the year he won it, didn't he? Just walk over everyone anyway. But, you know... Oh, <laughs> well, Hunt and Louder would be a good one. Oh, stuff, yeah. You know I mean? But you then, know, do, do... It's, the, it's, it's the problem with that is if you go back to Hunt and Louder, you're kind of needing to build a grid. <laughs> you kind of... But then you don't need to build a grid of cars because you'd have their two cars and you just throw them in yeah, in different and it's only Like you say, it's just different challenges. And I, I, actually, I wonder if it's just licensing. A lot of the classic drivers are... I suppose have foundations and things that manage the image and the name and the rights and everything else. I wonder if it's just difficult negotiating. Mm, might be, but, but for what I got for talking to the devs, I think it's a case of suck it and see. They're just wanting to yeah. put Prost and Senna have always been at the top of their list to do. Um, okay. And I think I think it's a case of they're just going to put this one out this year and see where it goes. Because I did push them to ask if 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 there'll be any others doing the line. Like as in like maybe four months doing like it's DLC. Will we see any other classic rivalries coming out? You know, because I know they're hanging the Hamilton Vettel. Rivalry is yeah, well that's and stuff. in the uh, that's in the anniversary edition, isn't it? So two two versions you can buy. You've got the Legends edition that gives you everything, including the Center and Prost. The anniversary gives you everything except Center and Prost, and yeah. you get the 2010 McLaren, don't you, for the Hamilton Vettel piece? Yeah, and you also get Alonso and Masses Ferrari as well in that season. Ah. Which is quite 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 a nice wee thing, but um, it, it's a strange one because you'll no doubt be able to buy the 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 Senna Prost stuff separately. I, I imagine it'd be crazy if you could now, but it's it just kind of this whole rivalry thing, which is kind of nice as well to see for a racing game. You know what I mean? Instead of everybody's a winner, it's more kind of like this is what the sport's fundamentally based on and built on. You know, yeah. Um, and as well, you'll get special liveries and stuff for Prost and Senna you'll no doubt you'll get the race suits as well and stuff so it's it's maybe worth if, if, if you're into that kind of era it's maybe worth having a look you know I did spot in the menus that there is a historic kind of classics option but there was no playable at ah, the shoot at the, okay, so I, I was I was really interested to see what kind of because remember last year's they had like a, a sweet a vintage I've said a suite of vintage stuff, but I think it was maybe nine or ten different cars through yeah. the history of the sport. They're, they're bringing uh, those back, aren't they? There are, I believe, about 18 returning cars. Mm. Going from the 72 Lotus to the 2010 Red Bull. But, yeah, with, with like five or six from the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. They have got they have got the classics in there, so I wonder if that's what's going to sit under that specific races or challenges based on those. those yeah, cars. I would I would imagine as well. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that would be a good fit as well. And that's when obviously depending on who they are, they could bring their drivers in as well, and then that gives you another week trial of kind of challenges yeah. to attack. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm I'm impressed that they got the likeness of Senna and Prost for it. You know what I mean? So is it close? Is it close uh, enough? Senna, I've, seen, I've seen a bit Senna on the trailers. Like it. For, to be fair, you only see them at the select screen. You don't oh, see right. them any. You don't see them. Well, what, well, for what I played, and I don't imagine you'll be able to do press conferences as them. Yeah. So for what I played, it was like you, the kind of Sky Sports team reveal. Where they're just standing with their arms behind their back. Oh, yeah, and you yeah, switch yeah, between yeah, the two of them and stuff. But yeah. it's it's pretty it's pretty impressive for what it is. Same way all the guys this season. It's pretty impressive. So. Um, it's not quite uh, mind blowing, but you're like, oh, there's Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo and stuff. You're like, oh, they're very good. They look, they look like they look. <laughs> um, 
It's getting there because I mean we have had enough games in fairly recent years where the likenesses have been a little bit ropey. Mm. Yeah, but the, I think the argument is you, you don't see them enough to warrant heavy modeling no, of them. Uh, well, but that's it. You you don't need to heavily model them, but you'd have thought on some of the screens they would make a little bit of an effort. Mm, true. To be slightly closer. Obviously, it sounds like that's what they have gone for this year. I am not dissing the efforts in the past because really these games are about the driving and the handling, not I think what it, drivers look like. Yeah, but I think it's probably part of that contract to get the two of them signed up. Is yeah. they probably said, well, they're really, really nice 3D renders of your guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, which, because I think it was, it was the day before the 25th anniversary of Senor's passing that the, the event was. Yeah, which it was, I, yeah. I, it was, it was really strange because obviously I'm sitting kicking the arse out of that, that, the, that car and then I noticed I went, fuck, oh, Jesus, that's a, that's a bit, that's weird if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the event was so close to that, you know, but heck, this is this is what happens. Okay. Um, beyond beyond that, there's a general nip and tuck to the visuals. It always looked nice. It just looks a wee yeah. bit nicer. There's general tweaks to the handling. <sighs> Take it as you wish. I think the argument there is if you're in this year's car, you would expect it to maybe handle a wee bit different. Yeah. They have implemented some new or cues and stuff for the actual broadcasts. So you've got some nicer graphics appearing on on it and stuff, which oh, is quite yeah. interesting. So didn't see anything that sits above the halo, uh, if you're in that view. But um, it seems to be that there's new, we, if like in the televised stuff, if there's new visual graphics and stuff for bits and bobs, they've, they've updated it because they were making a yeah. thing saying that it's, it's, it's as close to the, other than, a few bits and bobs on the HUD, you would tell the difference between a, a live broadcast and that, or at least that's the goal. <laughs> well, they were pretty close last year with it because uh, one of the races at the end of the season, I think it was the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix weekend, uh, me and Ali broadcast a practice session and YouTube flagged my gameplay footage as um, a pirate feed of the actual practice sessions. <laughs> nice, nice. And it got uh, it got taken down for um, over a month. Oh, well, until uh, until YouTube accepted that it was actually a game and not a TV program. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. yeah. So it, they have been quite close for years. It's nice that they're taking the newer elements as well and the stuff that the new F one uh, owners are are bringing with it. You know, Liberty Media are making quite a difference. It feels like it is stretching to the game as well, but mm. it's small pieces at a time little bits rather than a big bang overhaul and change it all yeah i think i think that's a kind of i kind of get the, the feeling i get for codemaster in general where it is they're just kind of with like obviously the liveries the rivals and that they're just kind of dipping their toe in the water they don't want to go all in they just want to see will this take will this which is arguably the smart way to do it don't do a full system and then some of the people who don't like it you know what i mean just just a wee bit at a time and yeah. if people like it Add more later, you know. The biggest, I think, I, think I, I was really impressed with the kind of rain effects and the heavy, heavy rain. Mm. Again, Silverstone, it was, it was really, really impressive. I was like, oh, this is, this is very nice. And I crashed quite, quite quickly after that. <laughs> so, um, that, that was another one to yeah. chalk off. So, did, did you ever crack on a fan attack? Yes. Um, I had a go on the, just released, or even it's not even. I don't think it's available. It's available to pre-order. I think, but it's not out yet. But they're bringing out a special F1 wheel with a direct drive system, 
um, if you're a wheel connoisseur. Um, and even more interesting than that was they had it mounted to a Fanatec racing rig, which I think's the first time the company's ever built, it's a first purpose built rig right. for one of their wheels. And it was such a prototype that the mounts that held the new wheel were just milled aluminum, uh, like uh, aluminium blocks. They weren't <laughs> powder coated or anything. They, they basically were saying, like, this is like prototype, prototype system. We haven't finalised any of this because the guys that see the silver bits, yeah, they, they, they were made like two days ago. Um, <laughs> and I was he was explaining to me, like, the new wheels get like, I think it's like 25, whatever you measure torque in, torque points um and i was like oh I, I. he's like yeah it's got 10 settings and i'm like okay okay and i'm like so what is it like in 10 he's like uh and he, he was playing a bit with it and he was like sitting at five and like, how's that when i tell you what fire up to 10 let's 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 see what it does uh wow wow really? um like like steering a like trying to pilot a cruise ship through the needle and i and the, the, it, uh, it's <laughs> You know, go to, say you're driving and you maybe have a wee itch, so you go to itch your head or scratch your nose. You might go with that wheel and it just starts tanks on them. It's like a million miles. It rattles your, it rattled my fingers the first time I did it because it totally took me off guard. It's it's a strong boy, is is yeah. this wheel? And it's got a few trick bits up its sleeve because. There's going to be four versions. Four versions, sorry. Yeah, there's a PlayStation version which has a nice blue carbon weave. There's an Xbox version which is kind of a PC version. There's like a super powerful version which is like so. There's the twenty torque points and then there's the twenty five torque points, and then there's a kind of PC version that's got like milled. Uh, aluminium side, sides to it and stuff so there's lots of options but um, it's it's something different, the, the wheels get more lights and switches on it than on the inside of a fighter jet, you know what I mean <laughs> and it's got a wee graph meter on the, the power drive that kind of shows you the, the pounds to torque ratio <laughs> so like when you're pushing it into a corner it's like, oh dear oh dear, that's spiking somewhat um <laughs> And it's I've tried wheels before, but wow, just wow! I was I was so impressed. But to put it in context, that rig was mentioned to be north of five five grand. Oh, Do you know what I mean? So yeah. like the wheel itself's fifteen hundred pound. So um, as in like the unit. But as he said, I did mention. I said I quite like this deck chair play seat thing that that you own yourself. And I said, would it would it be able to fit that if one was to get one? Because I don't really have a space for a racing rig, shall we say. And he basically went, if you put that wheel in there, it would rip the mounts in it in 15 minutes. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> and he went, yeah, the, the actual unit is so powerful, it'll tear them out. You need purpose steel mounts to hold it because it will rip apart anything you put near it, apart from like, select like certain things will hold it. But most mounts and chairs will rip it it'll just rip them apart because it just doesn't know it's a bit of, it's a bit of monster so uh, right so uh, yeah. a, bit of, a bit of good consumer advice there don't buy a Fanatec F1 wheel especially the main talky version Podium model or something yeah. it's called it's... Yeah. don't do it unless you've got a purpose built insanely strong rig to mount yeah. it on yeah because um, 
it is it's something like I say it's something different when you're using it and he was explaining to me how it's if you buy the PlayStation model it's because of the right access that's in it you can actually take the PlayStation wheel off and put the Xbox wheel on and it would automatically start being able to be played in the Xbox instead of it, it, there is a trick and he explained to me what the trick is but there's, there's basically a, a chip in one of the wheels that allows it to f- recognise as an Xbox because we were using it on the PC so technically you can buy the PlayStation wheel to use on the PC the yeah. Xbox if if you buy the you, you do need to remove the wheel section and put on the new wheel which itself is uh, £350 um, but it does it does have nice a carbon finish to it um, you would be able to use that on the uh, the Xbox as well as the PlayStation, right? But but uh, like I said to my system, you're no you're no selling this stuff to to the weekend warriors. You know what I mean? This is this is the the tip of the spear. You know what I mean? These are the the hardcore the hardcore or people with a lot of money. That um, <laughs> it it strikes me it's been it's been targeted really at, and I I always wonder about this, but it almost feels like it's been it's been targeted at the F2 and F1 drivers for their downtime. Mm. So there's a fair few of them now on the grid who do do a lot of gaming and do play the games themselves. I know they yeah. use them in the promo materials each year, um, but then you've also got your, your esports racers, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. The, the very serious people, like YouTubers, etc. There will be a nice market for them out there, but you're right. You could have a bit of cash behind you, don't you? Yeah, well, that's the thing, because you look at peripherals... And you try and think like you buy a fight stick. I've got a fight stick that can work on the Xbox and the PlayStation. That's great. That means I only need one fight stick. Uh, fight stick. I've got a flight stick well, for flying, different from fighting. Um, that I can only really use in the PlayStation, and only uh, on one game as well. Well, two yeah. games, two games. There's, sorry, there's a few. You can, you can use it on Elite if you're crazy. Oh, um, this, is, this is Elite Dangerous and Ace Combat. It works on. Yeah, <laughs> and that's great. But they're no phenomenally priced. But you're kind of like the minute you buy like like you buy that F1 chair rig, not the Fanatec prototype, but the F1 chair rig. That chair's no even a comfortable chair to sit in. Like you wouldn't yeah. sit in it and play games. You're only you're literally only driving, and even then. Because of how that seat is, you're only playing F1 games because you couldn't. You could play a rally game in it, but you don't sit like that in a rally car. No, no, you sit a little uh, bit further up, right? Don't you? Yeah, so that's where the Fanatec rig comes in because the Fanatec's a bit more kind of all-round kind of seating position. Yeah, but still a bit laid back. But then, as we were mentioning as well, we were saying like you can then upgrade that with a D box, which then takes it oh wow to a whole new level and puts it into the kind of 25 to 30 grand bracket. <laughs> um, having played with a, a full a full simmed D-box rig a few times, it's 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 crazy. It's like, if that wheel with that ability, to, if you hit a wall, you're going to end up having sore arms. Like, that's what I say. Is like, after two, three races, you're, you don't need to go to the gym for arms day. Trust me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we were saying, like, what would it be like with that D-box, the wheel, and then fire a VR unit on your head? Because it's a weird oh. one as well. Because the F, what, see, I always feel Codemasters got a reluctance to uh, touch VR. I know they did dirt uh, in VR. But dirt Rally, yeah. Yeah, they did the, the Rally the, VR. And it was good, but it, it was a major motion sickness inducer. Mm-hmm, but they've no done it for the new one. No, and they then, haven't done it for uh, 2.0. F1 would be quite good in VR as well. I'd and like to try it. 
Because if you think about it, if you imagine like it's perfect, you're sitting there and you've got like, the halo system around you, you can look down at your wheels, your your buckles and that, and you're seeing it. it would, I believe F1 would give you an actual sense of the, 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 the kind of height of the car mm. and how low you are to the ground slash your, 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 point, your kind of field of vision and stuff and that. But they just, they've just never, never, ever, ever mentioned any concept to ever really been interested in doing that, which I think's a shame, you know. It'd be, it'd be nice. I would really love to give that a go. Yeah, that's that's that again. That's like the kind of that's you getting into the kind of major box. But yeah, if it had a VR, because that's what the, the guys at Fanatec were saying. They were saying like they would love to try like an F one game in VR, and I'm like, yeah, you're not alone. But again, it's it's not. A cheap hobby if you're but then it's one of these things as well you buy once you you buy once with them you you, you buy a quality it's like night and day for any yeah any even that the thrustmaster sparkle mod one i tried which i, I love that wheel through and through that wheel is amazing but fanatech stuff just wow <laughs> you've been spoiled yeah yeah it's um yeah, yeah. i don't know yeah, if i ever got one of you i'm not giving ruined. it back <laughs> Right. So, sounds like a pretty impressive trip. Good to know that the game's shaping up well. What What's your one overriding thing that you've taken away from it? I think that it's if you played last year, this is it's always this is my thing with yearly instalments is it needs to warrant its existence. Um, because I always feel yearly instalments should be one year product, second year DLC, third mm-hmm. year new product. Which, to be fair, could be done with a lot of games. And I can, uh, my biggest thing was I needed to kind of feel like this warrants existence. Yes, it plays a lot like 2018. Um, you can't get away from it. It's like 2018. But that played brilliantly. That's the thing. But with the new features, the customization, this prototype concept car, the, 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 the brawn helped, the eSport integration... The, the rival stuff, it seems that instead of reinventing the wheel, they've just added mere bells and whistles to the wheel, but in such a way that it doesn't blind you, it actually adds a nice depth to the field and a nice kind of nice trimmings to, for fans. Mm. That's the thing, if you're a fan of the sport, you'll probably walk away with a, a good experience this year, you know, you'll be like, oh, this, this is actually, you know what I mean, they're, although they're charging full price for it again, it's like, this is actually something to be happy with you know I just hope they don't do the dirt thing and hold back content like the snow levels which I've got big issue with with dirt rally is they held the snow level to DLC and I'm hoping that F1 doesn't do a similar thing with a similar feature don't know what that might be but the news that the F2 roster for this season is going to be free I think that kind of shows that they're kind of willing to move forward in, in a, a good direction, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it just it just feels like more of the same with new parts, which is and not that, a bad thing. No, it's not, and I think you've you, you've nailed it. I think the the fans will go for it because they want the season update. Uh, there's the extra enticement of a, an entirely new game mode and career progression. I'm looking forward to it. It's earlier this year. Um, which is actually a deciding factor when it comes out at the end of August. What I've tend to find is you get really excited and you kind of play along quite a lot up until the back end of the season, and then it it goes on the shelf and doesn't come out again. Really? Yeah. 
it really that's it it's, actually maybe it doesn't come out again at all because by the time you get around to the new season the actual sport so uh, much has changed you feel like you don't want to play the older one you don't want to play the season again because you go well these drivers aren't even in it anymore oh, it's, uh, it's, that, it's that kind of thing I suppose it's the same with FIFA it's the same with anything that iterates yearly alongside a sport so you do get quite excited about the new version yeah, if you think about it, like, like there's a right, right now the World Snooker Championships is happening. So uh, there's a kind of two snooker games on the go. The news, so there's yeah. an official game. So playing snooker, the news, great, it's fantastic. But am I going to still be playing snooker in six months' time? I don't know. MotoGP, <laughs> the new ones coming out as well. That's great. MotoGP's on, yeah. but I suppose that's that's where these games flourish in it is that. That they'll scratch that itch, and I think it's just, it's interesting that you would imagine. But if you're able to watch it on the TV when it's not on TV, that would scratch the itch. But I know what you mean. It's kind of like if you've not really get the inkling to keep at it, then it'll just fade into obscurity. You know? Yeah. It's the no. I, they've got they've got the right fan base. They've got the fans. As with any sports game, it's the fans that that play it. And yeah, roll on twenty eighth of June. And mm. we can get the new version in our hands. Yeah, looking forward to it. And still, after this chat, very jealous. I'd have liked to have gone and played with that fanatic wheel. Well, that's... And the racing pods and, you yeah. know, the entire event. That'd be ace. Yeah, well, it was, like I say, it wasn't bad. And there was Diddy hamburgers, so... That's how you know a press <laughs> event. They dig it, they, they whip out the Diddy hamburgers. Oh, but, um, perfect. That's the first event. Diddy I've hamburgers in Hamburg. Yes, They did yes. that well. <laughs> see, see, they know their market. But um, that's the first event I've been to with Fanatec. Actual Fanatec were on, on on a show floor, on a floor of any kind, whether that be press event or show floor. I've never been to it, so that was really nice to actually finally meet the guys with being this kind of the, the premier wheel, shall we say. Uh, if you, you're into your wheels, you'll, you'll be like, oh, aye. Um, but sadly, at £1,500 a pop, uh, I don't see me getting one anytime soon. No, no. Well, thanks for coming along and telling me all about that um, no and problem. sharing it with our listeners. I'm, I'm sure there's a few out there that found it interesting, hopefully. Uh, hopefully more than a few, but you never know. Sometimes we we know these games are a little bit specialist. Uh, but we're excited for it. It will be out very soon. Um, Stuart, how can they get in touch with you if they've got any other questions? You can phone a number. I don't know that number. You can find it. No, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Furious. Or you can find the column over at Codec Moments every Sunday. Excellent. Uh, And you can reach me at Codec Moments on Twitter if you need to. We'll be back in a week's time with uh, an episode without me because I'm going on holiday. Uh, But Andy and Ali will be around uh, to talk games that defined the N64. And I'm quite interested to find out what that is. Goodbye. Catches. Catches.